crap. Internet. Welcome to 2024, man. Fucking uh, I'm, uh, welcome. Well, 2024. That's not our show. Welcome to Fat Man Beyond. I'm Kevin Smith. I'm Mark Bernard. Hey. Oh. Uh, welcome to the year 2024, kids. This is the first time we get to gather together and talk about uh, the culture that pops. I, I just noticed right before we went that like my fucking hat is all sweaty. So I want to grab this, but now this is like fucking bright as shit, man. This will wake a motherfucker up. Look at that hat. <laughs> you got an angelic head now. Uh, it's true. Hey, kids. Ready to do a fucking show, man? Me and Mark got some shit to share with you. No real sponsor tonight. No. Free tubing. So, free boobing. Right. So fucking, we ain't gonna sell you shit, except probably Smodcastle stuff, maybe a cruise, who knows. Mm-hmm. Um, how you been, my friend? Uh, I'm doing all right, man. I'm doing all right. Like the, the year is beginning to pick itself up, which is nice. Like it's, uh, the end of the year was a little bit slow as it always is in the, in the business of show. Um, basically it takes off from Thanksgiving to Sundance, which is I think in two weeks. Um, so yeah, but now things are starting to, to, to pick up. Things are starting to, to gel. The shape of the year is beginning to come into focus. Um, been watching some TV shows, been watching some movies, been drilling down on, on fucking Oscar contenders, would-bes, and... Oh, for a minute, I thought you were going to talk sexy. Like, I've been drilling down, but it's not fucking television shows. Yeah, man, I'm sorry. Nerd. Um, I've watched some stuff, too. Yeah. But I'm not drilling. No way. You know? I'm easing into 2024, man. Like, uh, it, well, I mean, that's not entirely true. Last weekend, I was in New Jersey, and we had a uh, event at Smod Castle Cinemas. Smoction. We did a smoction um, to help uh, keep the lights on the theater, keep a roof over our heads, and uh, from like you know a lot or lots from a variety of 150 items. I think we had maybe 155 different mm-hmm. lots. They call them. Uh, we were able to raise like a very on-brand thirty-seven thousand dollars. Thirty-seven. Oh shit! So yes, yeah, so that was kind of nice. So we you know, right away we're like, we'll be doing this again. Feels like something we could do twice a year. Um, and then we also had a uh, screening of Zach and Mary make a porno that was supposed to happen back in November, um, but I had to move it because. Jen shattered her hip and I didn't get to go back to Smodcastle. Mm. So we had it that night. And while we were doing both of those, we also shot a sizzle reel for um a re you know reality show that will be set at the at the movie theater. Knock an Ocu series as the kids call it. <laughs> um so it was a busy, you know, fucking that was Saturday. And considering like the last two months were mostly like spent kicking around the house, convalescing with Jen, um, you know, it, it was just like, oh, yeah, this is what my life is normally like. I normally overpack shit and fucking try to, you know, feed too many birds with one seed, so to speak. But it, it was it was good. It was fun. It was a whirlwind. We were able to, you know, raise loot and get shit done. And fucking I think that, that we shot the sizzle reel with the same cats that we you know, shot the comic book men says a real with a lot of the same people um, that we worked with back then. So, you know, who knows? We'll see if it's a thing. We'll see if it becomes a thing. Sure was fun to do. Oh, yay. 
Um, but I head back not this weekend, uh, but next weekend. I'll be back in Jersey for a Smodcastle event uh, January 20th. During the day, we're showing space balls, thanks to Josh Mundhall. And then uh, at night, we're doing Clerks, the open all night two, where we, you know, you come and you sl- sleep overnight at the theater, and then we watch Clerks and Clerks two and Clerks three until the wee hours of the morning. We did it last year, and we're doing it second time, second annual. Uh, so, and then the next day, we're doing uh, Batman Returns. Mm-hmm. So if you're in any of that, kids, come to Jersey. Come sleep in a movie theater. Haunted movie theater. <laughs> Haunted by yours truly, who lives upstairs. Um, and uh, come see some cool flicks. And uh, hang out, man. Supports our little indie arts theater. Uh, we got some cool, you know, there was a few news articles that ran about us doing the auction. And uh, we got some um, very cool calls from folks on on the you know the monday monday that just passed who are like how can we help you with the theater governmental folks so that was mm. kind of cool yeah um so it was a a busy weekend and then i just got back here uh to los angeles and, and far far less busy i've just been writing and whatnot you and me we got a thing coming up in february mm-hmm. cruise cruise askew it's like 44 days away join me and mark and me and jay and me and ralph and me and andy and me and jen and uh, jeff anderson brian o'holland jason lee uh ethan supley the list goes on and on uh trevor vermin um all uh on the cruise man jane silent bob's cruise askew um, we go out February 23rd from Florida, and then we go to the Bahamas, and then we come back. It's going to be a good time. It's like 3,000 of us on a boat. Me and Mark, we could do a fat man beyond while we're there. Fuck oh, yeah. it's going to be good times. Nobody going to get eaten by a shark. Kids, join us. <laughs> it's going to be just like Gilligan's Island, a three-day tour, but it's all going to work out. Yes, come with me on my very first cruise. This is your first? Yeah, I've never been on a, on a cruise ship before. How's your stomach at at sea? Are you like uh, the bigger the boat, the better it is? So I'm hoping that this knock on wood will be a pretty big boat. We're gonna need a bigger boat. That's what I told him. I was like, Martin, he's got that sharp smelly. We're gonna need a bigger boat. Uh, the tickets, if you want to go to the Smodcastle Cinemas events, kids, tickets are at smodcastlecinemas.com. I'm sure there's some art. Maybe not. I don't want to, a, a Banff man was having some trouble with his laptop, so we might not have any art. Banff man, to be loose together. Banff, sorry, I'm Banff. I'm troubleshooting the back end with Will. Uh, what are we throwing up? Smogcastle? Uh, yeah, Smogcastle art you can throw up if you want to. Cruise ship. Oh, cruise yeah, skew. There you go. Cruise, there you go, some cruise skew. Go, go to tickets at cruises, Jay and Silent Bob's, cruisescue.com, or I think just cruisescue.com. Uh, Smog Castle Cinemas. Um, yeah. Oh, you can do that. You can buy merch, sign merch. Always help us out at the theater. Ernie and Steven gave me crap for not pushing the uh, the swag site. They're like, on the last show, you talked about everything except the swag site. Uh, <laughs> SmogCastleCinemas.com. You can buy signed merch and whatnot. But Clerks, too. Open all night, kids. 
that's uh, the next big event. It's going to be good times. Yeah. And if you come on the cruise, like you never can tell when a podcast will just happen. Like we're all going to be there. We can just be walking out some hallway with fucking microphones and then bang, podcast. It's going to be a pa- I've seen the itinerary. It is packed. It's, it's cool. Like, you know, I, I honestly, cruise has kind of really like blown my mind, surprised me. Cause I remember Jordan who runs our company, you know, Mrs. Jason Muse it is her secret identity, but really it's fucking Jordan Monsanto runs our company. She was like, uh, Otis thing. We're going to do this cruise. And I was like, I like, you know, who normally does cruises, people with like active television shows where they can promote that sort of thing. So like the impractical jokers, like the wrestling folks, fucking like, you know, the musicians, but like Jay and Silent Bob cruise, there's nothing, you know, there's no active Jane Silent Bob, anything to promote and sell this. I was like, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'll give it a shot, but I don't think this is going to work out. Fucking things like 80%, over 80% sold. <laughs> so, so much so that the company was like, let's do it again next year. I was like, well, let's, let's see how. So you roll. Yeah. Let's, let's survive <laughs> this one. But, um, so I, you know, I, I, hats off to those folks, six man who run those cruises. They believed they were like, oh no, your audience will come out. I was like, will they? I, I don't know. My brother summed it up best because I told my brother I was surprised. He's like, I'm not. He's like, I go on cruises. And then my my brother-in-law, Jerry, he's like, we go on cruises all the time. He's like, it's them. I was like, but it's only three days. He goes, that's all you need. Think mm-hmm. about it. It's like you on a Friday, you take your Friday off. You, you're there Saturday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You're going on an exotic adventure, eating fucking food, gambling, seeing some other place. And you're back at work for fucking Monday and shit. He's like, it makes perfect sense. So... You'll see me and Mark doing Fat Man Beyond in the high seas. Losing money at blackjack tables. Yeah, that's right. We could gamble, right? Yeah. That's where we're in international waters at that point. <laughs> we could hunt men for sport. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> you pull up fucked up fish and make them fight each other. Like put a <laughs> shark and an octopus on deck and make it happen and shit. What deck is this? This is the most dangerous game deck. <laughs> <laughs> or you could go watch. Fat Man Beyond with Kevin and Mark. You could do that. <laughs> a lot of choices. A lot of choices on Jay and Silent Bob's Cruise is cute. Um, all right, man. We got. Yeah, I know we got limited time. Don't you got to blow it like eight o'clock? I got to blow it like eight o'clock. So we're, we That's got a little bit of news. Goddamn fucking news, kids. Let's do it. We got news about shit we've seen. Yeah. We. What do you want to do? Start with the shit we've seen. Um. Well, I mean, if you want to do a quick, because, yeah, we saw Godzilla minus one together. This Godzilla minus uh, one, kids. Is that the name of it? Godzilla yeah. minus one. Um, by far the best Godzilla movie that I've ever seen. Um, but just a, a, a clinic in how to make a movie with the giant monster that keeps the giant monster alive throughout the whole movie and is compelling on the human level you've heard me say on this show many times like oh a fucking human story why can't they just show us fucking kaiju battles this is the first time i was watching a godzilla movie and i was like can can you move the giant lizard out of the way i was really very intrigued <laughs> by the story that's happening in the background um the human drama is as interesting as like uh, some of the most uh horrifying 
Godzilla scenes. And, you know, we grew up with this character, a guy in a rubber suit stepping on buildings. It was never all that scary. That fucking shot of his head in the water chasing that fucking boat is like, terrifying. That's straight out of fucking Jaws, man. I can't believe it's taken someone this long to be like, hey, let's do Jaws, but with Godzilla. <laughs> for this scene, all we got to do is make it work for a scene. Oh, it was it, it, fantastic. You know, this, are they, who's, is this film being submitted for foreign film for, for, is Japan Japanese, I guess? Mm-hmm. Is Toho, did Toho make it? Yeah. To Toho join. How fucking awesome. I mean, this is their fucking big character, right? This would be yeah, like, it's always so nice to see that logo up front with like the, the starburst and the, it's like, oh, it's fucking Toho. I, wouldn't you run this for best picture? I'm sure they're thinking. I'm sure. I'm, I, I'm not. I bet you this is no hot take where I'm like running for best picture. But why wouldn't you? It, it, it is honestly one of the best films I saw this year. Mark in the last episode of Fat Man Beyond. That was his best film. The highest film yeah. on the list went to uh, Godzilla minus one. And you know, I was like, surely not. And yet. It, it, I, I honestly, I'm trying to think of something. I mean, I put it up there with the Barbie flick, which I really absolutely loved. Um, I didn't do a list like Mark, but fuck that movie made it. I, I was at, here. I, I mean, I don't know if this fucking matters, but like I grew up watching the 430 movie uh, on ABC and they would have like, you know, Godzilla week and they'd run them all in a row and I'd watch them with my father. So my connection to the material is is rather emotional because it when I think of Godzilla, I think about my dad and not because he stomped on shit and had atomic breath, but because like that's who introduced me to Godzilla, told me the Godzilla story. And when Godzilla, when Monster Week was on the 430 movie, you know, my old man would lay like this in front of the TV and I'd lay on his belly fucking T-neck, T-bone rather, <laughs> and watching, watching shit. So my connection to the character, you know, has always been fairly emotional um, beyond like, oh, it's Godzilla. He's fucking cool as, as a kid. My wife has no connection to Godzilla whatsoever. Mm. No. None, no childhood memory of watching it with her father, like knew that like, oh, Godzilla is a giant, you know, fucking lizard that comes out of the fucking ocean and steps on shit. But like, that's it. What, you know, she still hasn't stopped talking about this fucking movie. <laughs> and, you know, she's like, let's watch more Godzilla. And I'm like, well, <laughs> let's, hold on. Yeah, let's honestly let this one marinate for a while because <laughs> you will lose your Godzilla appreciation. I start showing you movies that aren't as good as Godzilla minus one. Um, man, mm. what what a fucking clinic in storytelling. Uh, and and how many minutes you think Godzilla was on the screen in that movie? Maybe fifteen. There's never one moment where I'm like, come on, where's the fucking Godzilla scenes? Yeah. No, they spent when, their- and when they happened, they were incredibly satisfying. And they yeah, did yeah. things with them that like I've not seen them do before. Fuck, that was a wonderful motion picture. And that's what it is. It was a true movie event, man. Like, cause you know what? Like, I'm relatively sure Godzilla can't happen in real life. So where are you gonna see something like that? 
where are you gonna where are you gonna enter a world where somebody's gonna like transport you to this place where this kamikaze pilot you know who's fucking racked with guilt but a a desire to live you know is the beginning of a godzilla fucking story like uh which is about this gigantic beast that you know uh crawls from the ocean depths and can level whole cities that's that's a movie if ever there was one for heaven's sakes and it feels like it cinematic as fuck you know the the, the, you're seeing larger than life images that you would never in a million years uh, see in reality but the human drama they give you which granted you know none of us were around for world war ii but you know we're human beings and we know trauma and we know people who've been through things Watching the human drama was just in batshit compelling, insanely compelling. Well, I was like, never once would have thought about this story. <laughs> uh, dude's living the life of Job and, and Godzilla haunts his existence. Um, it, I, I absolutely loved it, man. It, it was, if you haven't seen it, kids, we're, I mean, we, we saw it in a theater thanks to our good friend, Brett Deacon, who mm-hmm. let us see it in Screen X. So it surrounded us. It did. We were, we were straight up Godzilla's asshole. It was so much Godzilla all around us, for heaven's sakes. Um, where are people watching this when they're not hanging out with Brett Deacon on the screen? It, uh, I mean, AMC had it for uh, for like a month, and I think it did well enough that they extended it because I think it was always a bit of a lark of like, it's a Godzilla movie, huh? People say it's good, but all right, I guess we'll put it in. You know, New York and L.A., all right, we're open it to 800 theaters, all right, you know what, 1,500 theaters, and it continues to perform. So I think it's just still in regular-ass theaters and probably will be for a bit because there's not a ton of competition out there. Worth seeing, kids, worth your time. Even if you're like, oh, I don't fuck with Godzilla movies. I'm telling you, man, like literally married to a person that's like, I don't fuck with Godzilla movies and still talking about that. Godzilla. <laughs> Periodically, I over here talking to other people, like, did you know that Godzilla was born from the atomic bomb? Like, <laughs> no. no. <laughs> um, excellent film. Uh, speaking of excellent, uh, Reacher season two mm-hmm. uh, continues uh, the adventure of, of uh, Jack Reacher as he single handedly kills people and never once has to pay for his fucking crimes because all of them are almost almost all of them are justifiable homicides <laughs> alan was it richardson yeah richardson richardson oh my god fantastic um i i'll watch reacher fucking do anything this season is a little different than last season and as much as last season we had the clear-cut small town fucking villains who you know were up to not small town shenanigans uh, this season, the story is much bigger, involving, you know, uh, government contracts and international espionage. It's all tracks because you know he's part of the what is it, Army Special Investigations Unit or something, mm-hmm. or was like was, this special investigators, and there was a big team of guys, and suddenly they're beginning to show up dead. Somebody's picking off the special investigators, and so Reacher and his crew, the surviving members of this team. Um, have to get to the bottom of it so now it's a team which to be fair it was a team last season but the team was hodgepodge him the detective the cop you know something he put together on the fly in that town in georgia this is an elite 
band of investigators who trained to kill and stuff were brought back together. So I, I, I'm not complaining. I've seen some people in, in reviews talking about like, oh, Reacher 2, season two ain't what season one is. Um, I'm here for it. I look forward to it every episode. I think he's great. Last episode, he had this fantastic beat where somebody was talking about like, um, like talking about video games and, and mm-hmm. referenced one to him. He didn't know what they meant. And they were like, it's a first person shooter. And he goes, I am a first-person shooter. And <laughs> <laughs> truer words have never been spoken. The most recent episode, the one that just dropped today or tonight, like he killed two people, spoilers, but I mean, I don't think I'm spoiling anything to say Reacher kills people. <laughs> um, and he does it like bang, bang, like, like in two fucking minutes. And never once is he, you know, arrested or called up on the carpet for his crime. Um, it, I, I love it. I enjoy the fuck out of it. So, uh, this most recent episode, uh, the last two, not the one that's just dropped tonight, but I think it was five and six, um, or six, six yeah, five and six. Um, a friend of mine directed, uh, Carol Banker, who I worked with for years in, in movies. She was the script supervisor and now she's a director. She directed like Titans, bunch of episodes of Titans and lots of shows and stuff. But I was watching the, you know, the opening credits. And fucking, I saw Carol's name. I was like, get the fuck out of here. So I texted her. I was like, you fucking worked on Reacher season two, man. She's like, I did. And I was like, hey, we're talking Reacher. Come on. Appreciate it. I know there's people out there and they should shut up. Um, some shit. Some shit going outside. Mm-hmm. Shit going on outside. Uh, so I asked. How is that guy? Is he a nice guy? She confirmed 100% yes. Everything that I see of that dude. Uh-oh. It's like we're in an episode of Echo. Ooh, well, let me check. I'll be, you keep talking. Okay. Uh, I'll talk about Reacher without him. Uh, I love season one of Reacher. Season one of Reacher is great. Um, season two of Reacher is still satisfying, but there's not enough punching and a little bit too much shooting. Um, I don't, I don't necessarily come to Reacher, Jack Reacher, as a 245-pound mountain of a man to watch him shoot people. I want to watch him snap necks and and headbutt people and you know twist arms out of sockets and shit. Like I came to watch him decimate folks not necessarily pick them off from a distance. Um, and yeah, like it's, they shoot in Ontario and every time they try to pretend that there's some very specific American place, it's a little weird. Oh, Hey. Hey, I also asked her, I said, where, no, I'm sorry. No, uh, not, whatever happened, it's gone. They've moved on. Um, I also said, where'd they shoot that? Cause it takes place in New Jersey. And I'm like, what the fuck? How did I miss this? I in New Jersey, man. That's Toronto. There you go. <laughs> yeah i was just talking about how like yeah like they've never shot in the states like all of the first season trying to be like rural georgia whatever canada this season trying to be new york new jersey atlantic city canada <laughs> <laughs> just it's always at night um i think uh i i i do miss him being physical like i don't really want to watch him shoot people i want to watch him break people in half with his hands and there's not a, there's not nearly enough of that this season i, I saw somebody him. online theorize that could be because 
Alan got so big that it, it actually, if you're that big, it slows you down. I don't know if that's true or not. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, he's he's got he's big. I don't know if he's demonstrably bigger than he was season one. I mean, maybe he's got you know ten pounds more of muscle, but he was always a mountain of a dude as Reacher. Um, so yeah, I don't know what's behind the like. Let's give him a gun and have him shoot folks. Um, but it is it is dampening my enthusiasm a little bit. Um, but even still, like it's still fucking Reacher, and it's still just pulp. It's still like no detective story. It's still I don't believe in the rules and the only law that I obey is mine, <laughs> even though I was a special investigator all about the law. That's what like season one had that Buford Pusser walking tall, John Rambo kind of uh, I'm small town uh, fucking, uh, you know, if I don't do something, no one will because it's corrupt with the elements of I'm a drifter and I'm not from around here, but I'm going to get embroiled in, in these folks lives to do the right thing. That, that has a, like a, a every person quality to it where you're like, Hey, he's just passing through and some fucking bad shit happened. Now he's lending his help and he don't have to and stuff. Whereas this season feels less like that and more like, Oh yeah, this guy's trained for this shit. And, right. Yeah, like the, the giant fish out of water was uh, was kind of nice in season one, and this one is just all right. I'm gonna I'm on the hunt. I'm on a clue path. And based on I never read the books, I didn't fuck with the Tom Cruise show until later. Uh, the Tom Cruise movies until after the show. Mm. But I assumed, and maybe I'm wrong, that like when because the way Reacher season one began and ended, <clears throat> I was like, oh, this guy's gonna just fucking drift from town to town and fucking. It's yeah. the Hulk. And something's going on. And yeah, the Hulk. It's like fucking the the uh Bill Bixby version of the Hulk that we grew up on. And I'm not I'm not saying I'm disappointed it should have been that. I just assumed it would be that. Whereas this mm-hmm. season is much more involved in, with the, his past and the international espionage angle is is larger than the Margrave storyline, of mm-hmm. course. But ultimately, like, think about it. That entire Reacher season one is predicated on fucking counterfeiting. One of the least sexy fucking crimes there is in terms of like major crimes, but they turned it into fucking like beyond sexy where I'm like, we got to stop these counterfeiters. I don't know if you saw Reacher, but (laughs) this is a real fucking problem. (laughs) It's like, this is even bigger, right? Like it's international sales of arms that are going into the, you know, fucking hands of terrorists, I guess, or whatever. But there doesn't is not that same pull that season one storyline had. That being said, I, I enjoy it, love it. I'm having a great time. More Reacher, face, neck, and chest. Reach around, I say. Indeed. Um, Echo, the new show from uh, the MCU on Disney. Have you, now, how many episodes? Five episodes. Did um, you watch? Watched them all. Um, and it's it is not as this is sound like damning with faint praise. I, I think that the popular opinion before the show was released was that it was awful. Like they're dropping it all at once, which Marvel had never did. At first they were burying it during the Christmas break, which like that's how you guarantee that nobody watches a thing because it's Christmas and people are, you know, scattered attention. Um I think it had been a larger order. I think they had ordered like eight episodes and cut it down to five. And so all of these things have sort of lent lent the show this sort of 
patina of not great. It's better than not great. Like it's a totally fine, like five episode, like watch. Um, you know, the, the first episode does a pretty effective job of being a clip show that doesn't feel like a clip show, which is taking the stuff from, from Hawkeye where we first meet, um, Echo recontextualizing it, but like full on scenes, they just pulled out of that, that show and sort of pastiche them together to give you like a nice 45 minute origin story. Um, there's some really nice storytelling involving her indigenous background and, and, you know, characters throughout the ages that have had some, um, that bear some impact on who Maya Lopez is going forward. Um, it's similar to Reacher. There's not enough punchy punchy for a show that has been touted as like, here's Marvel's extreme show. We needed to invent a whole new label for this Marvel spotlight to contain the violence. It's not that violent. What is like, compare it to one of the Netflix shows? I mean, it's, it, it most wants to be like Daredevil. Right. Um, in fact, you know, I don't really think this is a spoiler to say that, that Charlie Cox shows up yeah, as no, Daredevil. That's, that's been all over. Yeah. I mean, I think they've even released that clip of, of the fight online, um, which is very cool. Like, you know, that stuff in the first episode, especially the, the action and, and the Daredevil stuff is great. Um, you know, and then it gets a little bit Margrave. It gets a little bit like now she goes back home to Tamaha, Oklahoma, where she's sort of kind of back on the res adjacent and reconnecting with the family that she left behind. And then Kingpin and his world kind of crashes back on top of it. Um, so it was like Witness? A bit like Witness. <laughs> <laughs> Minus the Kelly McGillis of it all. Somebody's like, this is the gun of the hand. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like it's, it's, it's good. It's not great, but it's good. You know, there's some, there's some interesting stuff. The action, when you get it is pretty good. Like all of the actors are fantastic. Um, there's every now and again, it kind of, there's an amazing scene. And I don't think this is spoiling very much where there's two characters who need desperately to have a conversation. They haven't seen each other for years and they have a lot of unfinished business to talk about, but, uh, but Maya Lopez is deaf. Um, and, and does not speak very well. She only speaks through ASL, through sign language. And They're she is a character created by David Mack, right? David Mack and Joe Quesada. Indeed. Indeed. And, and so the, this scene finds these two characters who have to have a conversation handcuffed, um, in like the back of a bowling alley. And they're in the proximity that they haven't been in in 20 years, but now they can't have this conversation because they're handcuffed. She can't use her hands to talk, neither can the other woman. So they've got to sit there in silence with all the things they can't say but have to say between them. I was like, that's fucking great. Like, give the audience the thing they think they want and then find ways to, to subvert that. I was like, that's brilliant. But then every now and again, there's a scene that kind of has no purpose and goes on too long. So like every five scenes, there's something amazing. And then a couple of scenes where you're just like, oh, yeah, all right, sure. She can ride her motorcycle again, I guess. Where's she going? We don't know. What you can do when she gets there. I also don't know. So then what, remember everyone was like, oh my Lord, this uh, is troubled and blah, blah, blah. And, and I remember like there was a report at one point where they're like, Kevin Feige is not happy and shit. This is like last year. I think they shoot or all that shit was just overstayed. I mean, you know, again, they cut eight episodes down to five. Um, there's like five or six writers attributed to every episode. Um, 
And uh, and so I think that somebody went in in post and did some magic. I'm sure they reshot some stuff. I'm sure they recontextualized some stuff. I'm sure there were entire storylines that got left by the wayside. Um, it feels like a like an immaculate salvage job that uh, rescued a stalemate from the jaws of defeat. Um, but it's worth a watch, man. Like some, especially because some of these episodes are like forty minutes long. Um, does not. Let me ask you this: the long and short of it. Is Marvel saved by Echo? No, um, you know, but it does lead into, you know, what will be Daredevil Born Again. I think it's all right. Time. Is there a tease at the end for? There's a tease at the end. If if uh, if you've ever seen Daredevil ever, you kind of know where this is going. Especially if you've ever read some read some of those mid two thousands, twenty ten comic books, you kind of know where things are headed. Um, but you know, where are they headed? Um, a certain character is going to run for political office, and I'll leave it at that. Fisk, <laughs> who could this be? Is it Kingpin? Yeah, didn't he try to run for office in the? Oh, is this not connected to the Netflix universe yet? Or it, no? it kind of is, but I think they're recontextualizing some things. Um, so the world doesn't know, like the world didn't see this guy get fucking rescued from a police van with fucking you know, a small army <laughs> with automatic weapons and shit like that. One of the coolest fucking scenes in, in Daredevil. What was it? Season two, I think. Yeah. I think they're they're like picking and choosing what they want from the Netflix shows to be continuity. And so it seems like this is one of those things they're pretending hasn't happened yet. When we absolutely saw that happen in Netflix. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, all right, so Echo worth watching. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um and I think that's all the things that I've seen that that bear inclusion here. Um, some folks have asked us if we watched What If. I have. I did not. Have you seen I, What? I watched. Uh, I watched about half of it. Like it's it, it, because it's an anthology. It's very easy to pick up and put down. Um, the episodes that I've seen, you know, like vary vary from like good to great. Um, there is one called What If Kanori, I think, saved the, remade the world. Um, which is another indigenous story. Um, and that one's beautiful. Like, I mean, they're all incredibly well animated, but that one is very specifically um, incredibly strong. Um, but yeah, man, they're all fun. I have to finish it because I think I I got to the to the 1603 episode and, uh, and I was like, oh, I got to save this for later and then haven't gotten back to it yet. So, um so what do we want to do do we want to hit the movies we're excited for do we want to talk a bit about the uh the trailer drop you had today i mean i don't you know maybe I'm, I'm scared to talk about the trailer <laughs> is it okay to come out yet <laughs> i'm posted a trailer kids for uh the the trailer for masters of the universe revolution uh, which s drops all five episodes two weeks uh, from today. There's that poster that yesterday we put the poster up. Today we put the trailer up. Now, 
I'd show you the trailer, but historically on this show, whenever we show a trailer, we get fucking strikes against us and shit like that. <laughs> and they make us pull the video down or whatever. Uh, so, you know, it, you can see it anywhere online. It's on my Instagram, on my Twitter. It's on Netflix's Twitter. Everybody who's involved, check their social media. Mark Hamill, William Shatner. We have a scene in this season where where Luke Skywalker and Captain Kirk act one another. Very, very, very cool. Uh, great. Is, I, I, I'm not saying anything because fucking, you know, just I hope you like it. I, I, I love it. But, you know, I like the last one, too. There, I said it. <laughs> i know i'm not supposed to but, but i did i really i I liked what we did the first time too but i i feel like uh you know um there's the, the, there's i think people will be happy this season good um hordak man we got hordak kids we got fucking gwildor we got granamir that's if you're deep cuts old school right there. Um, and a uh, Grandmere storyline is fucking fantastic. Uh, it, it's, it's coming two weeks from now, man, a revolution begins. Uh, masters of the universe revolution trailer available right now. All over the internet. Indeed. Uh, so do you want to hit news uh, real quick, or do you want to jump into the movies we're excited for slash curious about? Let's do the news, man. Sweet. Um, well, the big news item that broke uh, over the last couple of days, uh, and we were concerned we wouldn't have enough news to talk about today, but then Lucasfilm was like, hey, you want a Star Wars movie? Let's give you a Star Wars movie. Let's give you Mando and Grogu. Now... So they announced that the they're going to make a, a a Mandalorian movie called The Mandalorian and Grogu. Yep, directed and produced by Jean Favreau. Oh, the the, the France's finest filmmaker. <laughs> uh, look, I'll fucking watch Favreau. You know, order my fucking imminent demise. I think he's talented as fucking crazy man. Iron Man, one of the most watchable movies ever made. And he made Star Wars uh, fucking fun again and shit. Mm-hmm. But I is this surprising? I thought they'd already said like there's going to be a Mandalorian movie. Um, I mean, there's news. What did I miss? And I'm not shitting on this. I'm I love Mandalorian. I love Grogu. But I mean, I thought we all knew about this. No, we knew that there was going to be a movie springing out of the TV shows, um, and we'd heard that Filoni very specifically was like, "Oh yeah, we're taking." The Ahsoka stuff. We're taking sort of the Clone Wars stuff. We're we're dovetailing all of these things, um, and we're going to continue this story on the big screen. Um, I don't think we knew that it was a Mando and Grogu thing, um, and I don't think we knew that it was a Favreau thing. Um, Favreau part is news. Favreau part is news. Um, That's the reason. Oh, look! I mean, I was going to say, if only we knew someone who knew about Star Wars. Are we, are we sure that this is that thing though and not meaning in uh like dave oh my gosh stop texting 
the Dave Filoni was supposed to direct a Star Wars movie. Yes. Which was supposed to be that uh, event movie that ties together all of those things. Do we know this isn't, do we think that this is that event movie and they yanked it from Filoni? Or it, are there two? Are they like, this Grogu guy makes us money. Let's do a movie about him. Nobody can be mad about that. That's, I mean, you know, that would be, of course, the cynical reading of it, but not, not even just cynical. It makes business sense in a world where, the, you know, Disney caught a lot of shit this year. One of the only things they didn't catch shit for was Star Wars. Am I correct? Um, Did they have any Star Wars happenings that, no, right? Marvel, they got beat up on. They got beat up on Wish. Yeah, got, I mean, Star Wars, Ahsoka was the only real Star Wars thing. Right, we didn't have Mando season three. It wasn't last year, was it? Uh, I, didn't I don't. I like. We're like, ooh, that's the other thing is I, I read that they're gonna do Mandalorian season four and this movie. This movie doesn't replace season four. Is that correct? Um, they have not specified as of yet. Um, yeah, they haven't. They haven't talked very much, at least officially, about. Uh, uh, subsequent Mando seasons. And honestly, like, if you're going to choose to end it, this is a very good way to end it. Because I don't know how much more story you have between these two characters anymore. Um, to the point where Mando season three felt like way more it was Mandalorians season one. Like, here's 50 other characters who were neither Mando or Grogu. Um, and Which, by the way, I was not mad at. I mean, I, I wasn't mad at, but at the same token, I showed up for Grogu and didn't get a ton of Grogu. Um, I got a lot of, you know, Darksaber lore. I got a lot of, you know, a, a lot of, a lot of kind of Clone Warsy stuff. You know, I mean, we've talked about it. Like a show that was very much about not needing to know what came before turned into a, you need to know a very large amount about what came before. Um, and so, like, yeah, I don't know how much more story they believe the Mandalorian has. Um, and if you're going to end it, there's a hell of a way to end it. Hmm? I mean, look, I, I I like those characters. So if they're like, you got to come to a movie theater now, I'll be like, all right. Yeah, fine. It, they're not asking me to do anything I haven't done since I was seven years old. Go to a movie theater, see some Star Wars. So uh, doing some research here, it looks as if uh, two days ago, they're saying that, that the Mandalorian Grogu will lead Lucasfilm's ongoing feature film development slate, including films helmed by Charmaine, Obeyed Chinoy, James Mangold, and Dave Filoni, who is also currently developing Ahsoka Season 2. So this seems like it's in addition to Mm -hmm. the movie that we had heard about that would be part of this universe as well. Right. And the, the Charmin Obeyed Shinoi movie is the, the Ray film. Ray movie. Is the Ray movie. And the James Mangold movie is like uh, an Old Republic movie, I think. Yes. The Ray movie was in the news this week or last week, right over the weekend, because the director said something about like, it's about time they gave Star Wars to a, a woman, and naturally, that yeah. was met with uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> pounding support across all, the lines of the. 
internet. All but, the so news. The, that was the news out of where was where is all this news coming? Is there a celebration happening or something, Jason? No, they're just an, they just announced they just dropped the announcement out of the blue. Why? What do they? You know, I mean, I'm, I hate to be this guy, but like these cats don't do anything unless there's a play. You know what I'm saying? Like, why now all of a sudden? Is it because it's early in the year? Is it like... I mean, I think they probably thought they would have had a news cycle to themselves a little bit. Not that Star Wars doesn't create its own news cycles anyway. Um, But ironically, and the same news cycle, Benioff and Weiss, um, Dan Benioff and David Weiss, addressed their Star Wars movie because they have this new Netflix show coming. They're on the cover of The Hollywood Reporter talking about three body problem, which was their first TV thing after game of Thrones. And, uh, and they talked about star Wars and I'm like, well, we wanted to do the first Jedi is what David Benioff said. Basically how the Jedi order came to be, why it came to be the first ever lightsaber, all of that stuff. But that was a kind of, from what I read this morning, like I saw that story, I was like, that I would have watched that movie. That sounds cool. Sure. Um, you know, and as to what went wrong, you know, Benioff was like, well, Lucasfilm ended up not wanting to do a first Jedi story. We had a very specific story in mind, and ultimately they decided they didn't want to do that. And we get it. It's their company, their IP, but we were not the droids they were looking for. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and again, Mangold is making a movie currently titled Dawn of the Jedi. So maybe they did want it, but just not from them. Maybe they wanted it, but not that version of it. It's unclear. But it seemed like Star Wars was having a moment in the news. Wait, so Mangold's working on a Star Wars movie right now? Yeah, like he's one of those three directors that that Jay-Z had named. Mangold, Charmaine Obeid, what's the rest of her name? Shinoi, and Filoni. And now Favs is four. All right, so I'm very excited for the Favs one because I'll, I'll watch him do anything, including me. They're like, we're going to show you footage of him doing you. They're like, where? In my mouth? You want me to bang Favreau with my mouth? I will. He's that good a filmmaker. Um, then the Filoni. Then what were the other two? The Charmaine Obeyed Shinoi, the, the Ray film post Rise of Skywalker. Um, and James Mangold, Dawn of the Jedi. Okay. More Star Wars coming, kids. You can't stop it. Can't stop it. Maybe you don't want to. Can't stop, won't stop. Isn't there more, like, isn't the Acolyte coming as well? And The Acolyte is coming. Skeleton Crew is coming. Yeah. Uh, you know, so there's two, at the very least, two new Star Wars shows coming. Whether they're 2024 or 25, it's unclear. Andor Season 2 is coming um, at some point. I mean, we're not going to be, like, hungry for Star Wars. But we haven't had a feature since Rise of Skywalker, so whichever one of these gets before cameras first, um, we'll fill that void. Your childhood is never going to leave you, kids. Never going to leave. Force will be with us always. (laughs) Sound like a promise. (laughs) Or a threat. (laughs) (laughs) Really, man? Because I can take a break. Always, damn it. Here's the thing. If I don't want to engage with it, I don't have to. It's not mandatory. So it serves me nothing to lobby for or against it. Anything. Um, movie entertainment-wise, we're talking about. 
uh, until it's done. And then I can either engage with it or not. And, you know, there are things that I remember when they were announced, I'd be like, that's dumb. Who's going to fucking say that? That's so fucking dumb. <laughs> Hollywood Babylon, I remember fucking like, what? The Lego movie? Oh, that's going to be fucking dumb. And that's Lego movie is arguably one of the greatest animated films ever made. Bamf. Yeah. So I, you never know. Ahead, I Bamf. said that about Iron Man. I'm like, you're making a fucking Iron Man movie? What a dumb character that is. In like 2007. Hey, and I it understood. was the best. That's all they had access to as property. But B, the moment they fucking showed that footage at San Diego of him fucking flying, it was like, yeah. Once we saw it, it was yeah. like, oh, damn. I never thought announcement, that, though. I never thought when they announced it was stupid. I, like, I was like, I, I felt they were like, late and also tony stark was never one of my favorite characters so i was like i mean i guess your pickings are slim when you've gotten rid of all your major characters but why would you start with iron man cut to fucking <laughs> him one of the greatest superhero films and honestly like a, a movie i've watched repeatedly that ages so incredibly well it's so well made it's like a like a star wars or a fucking wizard of oz a perennial Just, yeah, I felt that way about Guardians. I was like, really? Guardians is the thing you're going to do hey, after the Avengers? Like, I read the comic book, so I was like, this is trash. Why would you fuck do this? They're ruined. Yep. So you never know, man. It, you know, thing that you're, why, why would I lobby against anything or even be like, oh, fuck it. Like, give it a shot when it comes out. Could be your favorite thing. And if you don't like it, we do that like it's so weird man. Just scrolling through tiles here in, in the house and shit like that as we're at night watching things just going like you know uh should we like should we fucking do it should we fucking watch this and invariably it always comes down to my wife going like yes because we could literally fucking turn it off after five minutes <laughs> If we don't like it, like if it's not grabbing us, it's like it doesn't matter. It's fucking part of a service you're already framed for. Just press play. I'm like, oh, you're right. Yeah, we do have like the weird commitment. It's like, if I started this thing, I got to finish this thing. Like, well, actually, you don't. Such a different fucking world than the one we grew up in, in terms of like, Somebody told you, like, we're going to bring the video store into your house. You'd be like, oh, my God, all fucking ailments will be cured. Life will be good forever and shit. And they've done that. And you're like, what am I going to watch? I know. It's funny. Like, I got the Criterion collection. Like, I'm, I'm subscribed to that streaming service. And I then have the inverse of, like, which of these classic films am I going to watch now? I haven't seen so many of them. And I still have the paralysis of choice, even though I know all of it is going to be good. Like, there's not a stinker on that service. But now it's, oh, shit. So much Wong Kar Wai I haven't seen. God damn it, there's all of these things that I haven't seen. And, oh, well, Battle of Algiers, I've always heard, was good. Like, let's, it's, uh, I will always find a way to be just paralyzed by choice. Um... I I think uh, someone in the audience in the chat has mistaken us and maybe all this time thought you were me and I was you. 
because he said nice green screen. Now, clearly, I'm in an actual fucking room and you're the one that's on. (laughs) (laughs) Does my room, does my office, does it look fake or something? Why would he say nice green screen? Uh, Maybe he's being satirical? I've been in that room. Like yeah, I mean, it walked is. back there. I took a poster off that shelf, so I know it's yeah, yeah, there. Yeah, this ain't a green screen. And if I was <laughs> on green screen, like I would do what Mark's doing. I'm like, look at me. I'm in. I'm in the fucking Death Star. Like I wouldn't <laughs> look at me. I'm in some middle aged man's office with ephemera from the 70s and 80s in the deep. <laughs> um. All right. Moving on. Um. We are now going to be checking in on zombies 28 years later. Not 28 days later, not 28 weeks later. Danny Boyle and Alex Garland are collaborating on a follow-up that will be titled 28 Years Later. It doesn't re- it hasn't been 28 years since that movie, no way. In 22 years. Oh, then they got to just wait six more years, man. <laughs> right? Like you can't be this close and and fucking you know, go like, ah, we got to make it right now. Just busy yourself for five more years. Go make the, <laughs> bam, 28 years later, market, it's, uh, it's Barbenheimer all over again. This fucker yeah. sells itself if you're 28 years literally later. I mean, to be fair, they're just developing it. Um, nobody's bought it yet. Like they're going to, apparently these guys are going to shop it to studios and streamers later this year. It is 2024. It could take four years to a, for a movie to be, Put together, written, shot, posted, released. So they should start working now, but release it 28 years later. 2028. Um, I'm fucking here for it, man. I mean, the first movie they made for $8 million, starring a then-unknown Killian Murphy. Um, it made 84 at the box office. The sequel, um, which was produced or executive produced by by Danny Boyle and Alex Garland, but not written or directed by either. Um came out in 2007. Um, this Boyle is coming back to direct. Oscar winner Danny Boyle is coming back to direct. Um, Alex Garland, who's become a quite a director in his own right, is coming back to write. Um, apparently, it's supposed to kick off a zombie trilogy. Um, fuck yeah, man. Here for it. Absolutely. Danny Boyle is a director to watch. He may be something one day. Danny Boyle is a fantastic fucking director. Always has been. Yeah, can't wait. Um, um, the uh, somebody in chat brought up the uh, major bendies made an announcement, man, about uh, um, uh, Jane Silent Bob have joined the major bendies line. What is major bendies? They look like the wrestling figures of old that, like, are you know, oh, broke. cool. So now you could have. Fucking Jane, Silent Bob fighting Sergeant Slaughter and stuff like that. It's very, very good. Uh, DC Studios is beginning the hunt for Supergirl. Um, they're starting to, to test actresses who may or may not uh, fit the bill as Kara Zor-El. Um, let's see who they have. I mean, James Gunn clearly is part of this process. Um, Millie Alcock, who played uh, Rhaenyra Targaryen in House of the Dragon is in the mix. Um, Amelia Jones, who was in uh, CODA, Best Picture winner. Um, 
and Netflix's Lock and Key is in the mix, and Meg Donnelly, who is on, uh, let's see, she's already been the voice of Supergirl in the DC animated movies Legion of Superheroes and Justice League Crisis on Infinite Earths Part 1. Um, and this movie is based on Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow, the Tom King miniseries from 2022. According to Gunn, in our series, we see the difference between Superman, who was sent to Earth and raised by loving parents from the time he was an infant, versus Supergirl, who was raised on a rock, a chip off Krypton, and watched everyone around her die and be killed in horrible ways for the first 14 years of her life, and then comes to Earth when she's a young girl. She's much more hardcore. She's not exactly the Supergirl we're used to seeing. Um, when they say that she's not the Supergirl we're used to saying, are they referring to Melissa Benoist? Um, most likely. Um, potentially Helen Slater. Um, but I think the, the incarnations of Supergirl, you know, previously, have not been quite as, I guess, militant as what they're setting forth. And also the 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 one from The Flash. Sasha Kali. Sasha Kali, who I liked quite a bit. I thought she was great. Hmm. So did I, but we saw what happened to her, Supergirl. Yeah, well. Again and again and again. Um, that's the news, my friend. I would uh, just like to throw out there in a world where they're casting Supergirl. She's got to beat up people. I would like to be one of those. <laughs> well, you know, I'm not like make me Maxwell Lord or some such shit. I'm not, I'm realistic, but like they all got to punch somebody. Like cast cast a familiar face, and I'll get a stunt bump as well. Ooh! If I take a fake punch, man, they throw in an extra like two hundred dollars for the day. It's win win. <laughs> win-win although wouldn't they replace you with a stunt double yeah i mean i can make a side deal where i'm like i don't need a stunt double i can take a punch go ahead you can hit just don't hit hard <laughs> just, just graze it just just yeah. graze it that's what you get this the hazard pay for it, stunt bump <laughs> um i'm uh i'm all for uh this dc universe i i just hurry up is all i could say because after the last year you know, I'm not saying superhero movies are not dead. We will see when Deadpool comes out how fucking dead superhero movies are. But hurry up. We're waiting. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think uh, I don't think you can count on the audience falling in love all over again with the genre. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I always I I I swing both ways in so many ways but we are clearly in a in a recession when it comes to superhero films in the audience like there is a bit of a i'm not going to say exhaustion i'm not going to say fatigue i'm just going to say there's been a lot and it could probably benefit from a little bit of time away um i think it's the thing that star wars has begun to figure out is that hey listen we the last movie was rise of skywalker it might be a good thing for us to 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 let that wash through the system. So when we return with more Star Wars movies, people can kind of come to them fresh. You know, like Marvel's beginning to feel it. There's one Marvel movie this year. 
just the one and it's Deadpool three. Um, you know, there's a, some animated stuff on TV. There's some live action stuff on TV, but movie wise, like that's it, which feels like a strong move after a year of like four of them, some of them that did not hit, um, DC similarly, like we just had Aquaman two, like maybe we could use two or three or four years to build some distance between whatever the James Gunn universe is going to be and whatever the Zack Snyder universe was. Um, I think absence makes the heart grow fonder. So let's be fond again. Um, you could save a lot of that fondness for Madam Web. Dude. Yeah. I'm going to be there opening fucking night. <laughs> um, the uh, They showed her in her outfit on a bottle of ocean spray. Which is exactly how you want to launch that kind of thing. <laughs> um, I wish him well. I don't know how it's going to go. Uh, I don't either. But I'm I'm curious they have my curiosity we'll see if they have my attention right um should we um, kick quickly into the movies we're excited about for 2024 let's do it we're out of the news no news out of the news no new news to news um in chat get swifty said hey mark and kevin selena gomez set to portray linda ronstadt finally that's pretty good casting right there i'll take it yeah i like selena gomez quite a bit I think she's great on Only Murders in the Building. And her playing Linda Ronstadt makes a lot of sense. Um, all right. All right. Let's do it. Why do people keep saying John Hamm is Ben Grimm? They didn't announce that, did they? Uh, not to my knowledge. I don't think they've announced any fantastic forecasting. And this would be a weird time to do it. Why? Just, you know, again, for the same reason that the Star Wars thing is weird, like, why would you just drop that in the second week of January? <laughs> uh, Nightshade Holloway in chat says, rest in peace, David Soul. We lost David Soul. Half of Starsky and Hutch and uh, also um, um, Salem's Lot, one of the star of Salem's Lot. Singer, don't give up on us, baby. He's the soul of Starsky and Hutch really was true words could not be have not been spoken mm -hmm. um okay all right i got 20 movies here yeah uh going from uh february Ooh, sorry wannabe beetle paul mcmichael pointed out cindy morgan also cindy morgan was lacy underall in caddyshack of course which those of us who grew up in the 80s you know are very familiar with the movie but for the purposes of our show, she was the female, two of the female stars of Tron. That's right. She was the programmer and the avatar within Tron World. That's right. That's right. Uh, she passed away. I think it was age 69. Wow, that's young. Yeah, maybe a little too young. But uh, a huge part of our fucking childhood. No, for reals. Okay, back over to you. All right. First up, Argyle. Yeah, what did, I've seen uh, a billboard for it. Is Matthew Vaughn movie? So this is Matthew the Matthew Vaughn movie with uh, and, and uh, Henry Cavill. Um, 
it's basically, it seems like it's romancing the stone, which, you know, I like. So if you're just going to give me some of that, okay, I'm here for it. I like Matthew Vaughn movies. You know, the experience of watching them is always interesting, even if the movies aren't great. Like The King's Man was not a particularly good movie, but, you know, he's always got a style. He's always got a flair. So I'm here for it. Um, that's on February 2nd. Uh, two weeks after that, Madam Webb on Valentine's Day, because that's how you want to treat the love of your life. Go see Madam <laughs> Um, they're getting their movies was... on that song in the trailer and the TV spots, boy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you know, whatever. It's Dakota Johnson. It's it feels like a contractual obligation film. Of we have to keep the Spider Man license, and so there have to be Spider Man adjacent movies, um, at least one a year. Um, this year we get two, um, simply to keep the license alive. That's the Sony plan. And they're sticking to it. Um, two weeks after that, Dune. Dune 2. March 1. And this is the one where he finally fights Fade, right? Indeed. And Fade is Austin Butler. I will kill him! Yeah, that's, that's fucking Sting's Fade. But uh, Austin Butler was Elvis. Yep. Uh, but of course, more people remember him as uh, Hunter Calloway in the motion picture Yoga Hosers. Clearly his best and biggest role. Um, he wielded a knife in that movie as well. So Ooh. perhaps he brought some of that knife work he learned in Yoga Hosers. One <laughs> uh, Bill New was directing him and he was like, uh, you hold the knife like this. And then he was like, hey, man. I've been doing this since Yoga Hosers. Could so, you do it like you did in Yoga Hosers? Bill Vianney was like, hands off. He's like, I know. When, he's <laughs> like, Yoga Hosers is like boot camp for any artist. Like, And he let him do his thing. And that's why that boy's going to win an Academy Award. Let him cook. Uh, he shaved off his eyebrows, right? Yeah, and his head. He went the full, the full cue ball. I'll tell you something, you're in a director alive, get me to shave off my fucking eyebrows because if that shit don't come back, then you're drawing it on for the rest of your life. <laughs> Sharpie, man. I always like fucking smear it. Um, so yeah, Madam Webb, then Dune Part 2, 3 1. On March 22nd, our friend, your friend and mine, David DeSmolchin, in Late Night with the Devil. Love it. When's that? March 22nd. March 22nd. So I got to get him over to Smodcastle before then. I was texting with him because I saw it's up on the release schedule. And I was like, you got to come to fucking Smodcastle so we could do a show. Late night, late night with the devil. Me and Mark already saw it. It's really fucking good, man. Yeah. Strong. People, 70s devil movies. Holy shit. This is Satanic the- Panic for reals. Yeah. Super good. Uh, then a week after that, Ghostbusters, forbid, Forbidden, Frozen Empire. Can't wait. Can't wait. Um, and then two weeks after that, Godzilla X Kong, the new empire. All empires all the time, apparently. Um, it's going to be tough to, you know, follow yeah. up Godzilla Minus One. They should, they should push that a year. Let us forget Godzilla Minus One. That's impossible. I'll never forget. <laughs> 
minus one. Then on May 3rd, we get the Fall Guy, which I'm super excited My about. jump from a tall building on Tarzan from a vine. Because I'm the unknown stuntman. Meg Eastwood looks so fine. He's a, he could sing that now. Like he sang that Ken song and shit. I mean, he could have sang it the whole time. He was a fucking Disney Channel kid. True. That's true. He's, he's talented. He's not just an actor. He can sing, dance. We saw that at work. He yeah. better be nominated for fucking Best Supporting Actor. Oh, yeah. I don't. When are the nominations again? It's probably a week or, week or so from now. Week and a half. The Oscar noms. Sounds about right. Um, let's see. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Two weeks after that. Three weeks after that. On May 24th. James Carroll in chat just said no more singing. Hey, man. Hey, man. <laughs> nice shot. We have to burst into joyous song. <laughs> uh, what was that one? Uh, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Yep. Here for it. I love, I love all the monkey movies. More monkey movies? It takes place like years after the Caesar storylines, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I don't know how many years, but easy 20, 30, maybe 40 years. Laura D, who uh, she wrote, no, period, more singing. <laughs> uh, Laura did the cover to Quick Stops, Volume 2, Issue 2, one of the covers, which is in stores this week, Issue mm -hmm. 2. Stops volume two, the movie origin story. Very nice. Saw somebody be like, um, the sex stuff is really uncomfortable. And I was like, thank you. That's the point. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, thank you, Laura. Anyway, what else? Uh, so, King of Pony Ips, May 24th, same weekend, Furiosa. A Mad Max. You, are you excited for this? Hell yeah. Like Fury Did Road. Correct this. George Miller directed it. That was fast. You know, I think the, the first one took so fucking long. He's like, guys, I'm like 75 years old. If we're going to do another one, we got to do it now. Good. I'm glad. Um, more George Miller movies, not less. Absolutely. So, and it's not uh, Charlize, it's who? Anya Taylor-Joy from The Menu and The uh, Queen's Gambit. Queen's Gambit. Yeah, she's great. She was yeah. the one talking about, she's going to play the Silver Surfer. Sure. It was a rumor last, uh, at the end of last year. I'd, I'd be a bit down for that, for sure. Um, and Chris Hemsworth uh, in one of his, uh, like, I'm no longer going to be a handsome movie star guy. I'm going to be a weird-ass character actor. Um, and he seems to be playing some madman of the wastelands. He's in it? Yeah. As well? Done and done. Um, ballerina? which is a spinoff of the John Wick universe starring Anna de Armas is in early June, uh, June 7th. Um, I like them John Wick movies most of the time. So I'm um, always like the John Wick movies and I, and I like her. I think she's a really good actress. Hmm. And yeah. also I'm, you know, I, I give high marks to anybody who can be, um, uh, a, a good Saturday Night Live guest, and she was a fantastic yes. live guest. Guest she host. killed it. She killed it. Um, a movie that I somehow didn't know was happening, but you know, once you get into like the back half of the year, there's like a bunch of shit that was like, <laughs> didn't know that they were making that, or didn't know it was this year. 
Twisters. Which is a sequel. Which is a sequel starring Glenn Powell, Maura Tierney, Kieran Shipka, and Superman, David Cornsweat. Does uh, you think Helen Hunter will make an appearance? Um, you know. He was in the original, right? He was with um, Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton. The late, great Bill Paxton. Late, great Bill um, or I mean, I, I almost like, unless she fundamentally doesn't want to, and I haven't seen her in a movie in a minute. So I don't know if there's a reason why she's not acting as much as she He's, used to. Somebody needs to carry on Bill Paxton's um, legacy with the line, they're in it for the money, not the son. <laughs> <laughs> so if you told me that Glenn Powell was playing, um, you know, Helen Hunt and Bill Paxton's kid, who's also a storm chaser, I'd believe in a second. Right. Um, and then let's see, that is July 19th. A week after that, you get Deadpool 3. That's in July. So we got to wait July till 26. July. I'm just living till July, kids. <laughs> I mean, and again, you know, this is this is release date stuff. Release date bingo. All of these dates could move. They're all fluid. I might have said Helen Hunter or Holly Hunter. Helen Hunt. Sorry. Helen Hunt. Timo um, uh, Hoffman was in the original Twister. That's right. That's right. Yeah, well, he was in Twister as well, and he's fucking he, he's he's in Succession, man. He was he had a big couple last years. He did absolutely. I was watching this interview with um, Kiefer Sutherland, who was talking about Alan Ruck, who was in Young Guns Two, and he mentioned, and I mean, I don't know if this is true. I don't know if there's a Kiefer talking out of school, but it was like, yeah, there was a stretch where Kiefer, where where Alan Ruck was only getting offers of roles like Cameron from, from Ferris Bueller. He didn't want to take any of them because he'd already done that and nobody was offering him anything else. And so like he worked in a warehouse like for a, for a stretch because he needed to make money, but he didn't want to be in public because he was still famous enough for being fucking Cameron. So he's like packing boxes in a warehouse and like never gave up, like always wanted to be in it. But it's like, it took, it took some time for him to to find his his next path, and then Young Guns two happens, and then Speed happens, and then you know slowly but surely, like it's fucking Alan Ruck working again. Good for you, man. Pick you out, man. It's always another day, kids. Above ground, there's always another opportunity to see the adventure ahead in an all new direction. Just when you think you know where the story's going, indeed. Um, so yeah, Deadpool three on July twenty sixth, Alien Romulus on August sixteenth. Yet another extension of the Alien universe. This one directed by Fede Alvarez. Um, this is an Alien movie. This is an Alien movie that apparently really Scott has seen and loves. So fuck yeah, more Alien. I'll watch it. Didn't know that any was happening. I'm all for it. No, no. So that's August 16th. Two weeks after that, on August 30th, Craven the Hunter. Strong trailer, man. I'm, I'm, I'm. I will watch that movie. I mean, it's, it's, it is another one of those. Like, could he just be a hunter? No, he's got to have accidentally ingested lion blood. <laughs> okay, <laughs> sure. Yeah, I guess it'd just be too hard for the general public to be like, no, he's just fucking like it's in his blood, man. He's just that's his superpower. Like, man, shouldn't a superpower be a superpower? (laughs) 
Didn't he have the blood of an animal that he killed inside his blood? And it twisted him the way that happens all the time. Um, so yeah, Aaron Taylor Johnson is crazy. I think if I had to get, I mean, not that it's a horse race and not that anyone asked, but I feel like that movie has a better shot than, than Madam Web. I think you're right. Because literally, you don't have to know shit about Spider-Man. That Craven movie based on the trailer seems like it could work. And there's enough thirst for Aaron Taylor Johnson that I think that like people like him, huh? People like him, and they and and when they drop that poster of him, just fucking abs out, legs akimbo. I think there was a segment of the population that lost their fucking minds. Um, As kick-ass, right? Yep, indeed. Um, so yeah, that's the end of August. Um, a week after that, Beetlejuice two, early September. That's this year. Yeah, that means we'll be seeing the trailer soon. Um, if not soon, definitely. You know, if I had to guess, Beetlejuice two, you see a trailer on Godzilla. You know, Thanks. maybe even on Dune. It's a Warner Brothers movie, so they'll attach it to a Warner Brothers thing. Um, yeah, that's his fucking movie. Tim Burton, Michael Keaton, back at it. Um, the same weekend, and I had no idea that this was a movie that anybody was making. Incredibles three. Wait, what? Yeah. Is it? What's his name? Brad Bird. Yeah. Fuck if I know, man. Like I, I, I didn't even know that this was a movie that was happening. Me neither. I heard nothing. Why wasn't I informed? <laughs> Uh, I'll take it though. I liked. Uh, I love that first one's an instant classic. Second yeah. one, totally watchable. But that first one is. First one's everything. Um, Jeff's kisses yeah. around these parts. Yes, as we say, these release dates are subject to change. So, entirely possible that that either is not. Well, I think it's happening. It's on the release schedule. But whether it's happening for twenty twenty four, twenty twenty five, who the hell knows? News to me. Um, Gladiator 2, opening in uh, late November, November 22nd. Ridley Scott, back at it. Paul Mescal. But no... Uh, no Russell Crowe. He died in the original. Spoilers. He does indeed. He does indeed. Um, that's coming. Wicked, the movie, is coming on 11-27. I uh, love Wicked, the Broadway show, so I imagine I will love Wicked, the movie, as well. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Um, Mid-December, December 13th, there's a James, Karate Kid movie. James Diesel in chat says, Pixar has never confirmed Incredibles 3. So take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. I mean, it's on the release schedule, but... DJ Kento says, there's no way Incredibles 3 is getting released this year. All I'll say is I live close to Pixar. I have friends who work there. My giant caveat a couple of times was the release dates may change. Yeah. It's on the schedule as of now, can 100% be shifted and punted later. Um, but the fact that there is an Incredibles 3 is blowing my mind. That is news in and of itself. Yeah. Inside Out 2 is coming out this year. I've seen a trailer for that. Yeah, that's real. <laughs> we know that's real. Um, but there's another Karate Kid movie apparently coming out. A Karate Kid movie that's going to cross the streams. Jackie Chan and Ralph Macchio together. 
That's that's kind of a cool idea. I'll see that. They, they, who knew there was this much fucking blood left in the Karate Kid, man? Look at the <laughs> all of Cobra Kai out of it. Now they're getting this. And the Stouch is a hell of a drug. John Ashford in chat said that first Incredibles plane scene. Oh, remember that? No, it's amazing. There are children on board. Abort! 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 He just put a shield around the plane. I can't. Oh my god, that scene is so good. It's so fucking intense. India Golf Niner Niner, we are bunny spiked. I still don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> um, and finally, on Christmas Day, allegedly, um, Nosferatu, directed by Robert Eggers, starring Nicholas Holt and Aaron Taylor Johnson, a remake of the F.W. Murnau classic Vampire. Again? Nicholas Holt. And Aaron Taylor Johnson again, Mr. Craven, Mr. Craven, Mr. Kickass. Um, I'm not Obviously sure. Not Nosferatu. That would I be think Nicholas Holt is Nosferatu. So from Nosferatu to Lex Luthor, he's having a good year. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, man, that is a that is 20 movies coming out this year that we're curious about. There's some, of course, who didn't make the cut. Um, these are almost entirely theatrical movies. I don't think we picked a single thing that's streaming. There's a bunch of fucking streaming things happening. Oh yeah, there's the Joker, Joker Folia Du allegedly coming out this year, which I'm curious about. Um, Beverly Hills Cop Axel F coming out this year. Montan Soup 2 said Scarsguard is Nosferatu. Ah, yeah, that checks out. That makes sense. <laughs> uh, what else you got? Uh, that's it, man. That's a show. That is a goddamn show. Uh, we don't have time for Q&A, do we? Because you got to fucking... Mark it would it. have to be speed round. <laughs> Bamf, man, jump on in here. Bamf, do you want to do hey. a quickie? Some quickies? We can do it. If you got some quickies. Got them. We'll try to do lightning round. Megalopolis. Coppola's movie. That comes out. Cujo Bite asking. Mm. I believe it does. It hasn't been dated yet, though. All right, go ahead, Bamf, man. All right, here we go. Laura D. wanted to know, uh, your favorite comic book cover of all time. Wow. Um, of, of my work, of work that I've done, I think it would be the um, cover that Matt Wagner did for Onomatopoeia that has my character surrounded with a bunch of onomatopoetic terms. And then he's snapping an arrow in a very, like in a word balloon and very tiny rendition of the word. It just says snap. I thought it like really captured that character. Um, beyond that, oh, you know, heavens, there's Frank Miller's iconic, any one of the iconic Dark Knight covers. Uh, but I will hearken back to um, Neil Adams. Is it Detective or Batman? I think it's Detective. The cover that has Batman on the card, giant Joker, mm -hmm. Batman crucified on the card. Or, um, that was the first Batman comic book cover that I remember seeing when I was like five years old. And I was familiar with Batman from the Adam West show. But here I was looking at that cover. And uh, that's kind of my first superhero comic book. Um, somebody in chat will know the exact number. I'm sure... 
They're screaming it right now. Like, you piece of shit. You hosted fucking comic book men. You should know what issue that is. <laughs> anyway, over to Mike. Um, similarly, this is my first superhero book that I ever bought. Um, Secret Wars number four. That's the issue where it's the Hulk holding up a mountain that's going to crush the rest of the, the MCU, I guess, the Marvel Comics universe. And the text is just like, Beneath the 150 million tons of mountain stands the Hulk, and he's not happy. And yeah, and it's it's mostly rock, and there's like this sliver across the middle of just the Hulk, like atlasing it up. And I just remember being fascinated by it because I didn't really know, like I knew Spider Man was, I kind of I guess knew who Captain America was because he was there was a TV show at one point, but I I didn't know very much about the Marvel universe at that point. But that cover just transfixed me so much that i bought that book and then i was the target audience for the secret wars which was a miniseries designed to bring new readers to the marvel universe by putting all of its heroes in the same book and so i went then went and bought one two and three read them then bought all 12 read them and then became a marvel nut like those are my first superhero books and it's that cover that did it they recreated that image yeah the movies yeah absolutely uh, chat uh somebody told me batman 251 is the comic i'm talking about nice um also in chat flag top Productions said i predict mod cinemas will either be out of business entirely or bought by new management by year's end i didn't know we were predicting things but um <laughs> i could save you time on that one i here's here's my prediction for Smodcastle cinemas it will be a non-profit cinema by year's end um and i i'll still own it but it'll be non-profit um it ain't gonna close we're just gonna uh, become a you know a non-profit organization what do they call it 501c or something mm -hmm. like that. um you know just like vidiots out here in california just like the count basie in red bank jersey so um yeah i don't, I don't think we'll be out of business and i don't think somebody else will buy it fucking i think only i'm me and my friends were the only people stupid enough to buy a movie theater post-covid <laughs> i don't think i'm clever enough to fucking you know convince somebody else to do it they're like i don't know <laughs> but hopefully our still come and do movies every weekend <laughs> yeah i'm like sure <laughs> um but i think you know we'll see knock wood our sizzle reel turns mm -hmm. into a thing and then but i mean i've already made like the theater like work for me professionally and as much as we shot a whole fucking movie there this summer my movie, the 430 movie which somebody asked in chat when's that coming out um i'm told the fall but we haven't had our movies still I, i'm we're still finishing the few effect shots that are in it um and uh, the score is almost completely done but uh the shh, don't say who it is because nobody knows but um it's uh yeah I, i'm I've already utilized the movie theater, aside from like what we do with it all the time, doing live shows and stuff. So, but I mean, if we could do that reality show, that'd be sweet. Oh, that'd be sweet. Excellent. Now, what else we got, JC? I think that meant to be a negative thing, though. I don't think that was like a, I predict. I think it was like, your fucking theater is going to be closed in a year. Yeah, but I like the spin. Reframe the narrative. It's true. Well, just give them the truth. It's like, it ain't going to be closed. It's going to be a nonprofit. Yes, go ahead, Jesus. 
Uh, I lost the name on this question, but I like the question uh, and app to what we're talking about. Uh, I always imagine Kevin living in Smodcastle cinemas like Wonka lives in his chocolate factory. If money was no object, what Wonka-esque feature would Kevin and Mark add to Smodcastle cinemas? Hmm. Busy lifting drinks. <laughs> but no fan at the top, so you can just go. You just fly. Oh, my God. I mean, like, I'm, when you're in the movie business, you're not in the movie business. You're in the concessions business. So I'm already selling fucking soda. If I can make that shit some fizzy, fizzy lifting sodas. What movie wouldn't be more enjoyable if you were fucking floating in the theater? <laughs> Uh, I think I would, I would like the technology that, uh, that Mike TV falls prey to that lets you be part of the movie, um, while you're sitting in the movie for those two hours, you can just zap you into the middle of whatever, um, granted, you know, Godzilla minus one might not be the place you'd want to be, but still like, did I just get stomped on by fucking Godzilla? Yeah, you did, buddy. You went into the five DX theater where we make you part of the screen. <laughs> um yeah yeah i mean the chaka river i'd take too just so i could have that boat mm, boat was badass boat that scares everybody and shit of no way of knowing where the ship is going that movie has I, as a kid that movie had legit scary moments in it where you're like this guy I don't think this guy has children's best interest at heart. That, that was the one quibble that I really had with Wonka was that, you know, the, yeah, the, the, the Timothy Chalamet version was not a uh, misanthrope, you know, was not glad to see the demise of children. Like he was still a guy who get like pluck and verve and hope for the future. And uh, yeah, I'd like to see how that guy ends up not concerned at all if augustus ends up in the furnace he's like i've seen all my friends die <laughs> all the friends that were in that wonka movie that you never saw in willy wonka and the chaga factory they're all dead now and that's why i'm twisted yes i gazed into the chocolate abyss <laughs> <laughs> um there you go kids mark has to to head off to do a fucking thing man so you get a abbreviated show but you got a show you got a show got two shit. questions we did it all we did it we got you some shit and we did we did answer questions as well tight show tight tight five man you know we're on the road um kids if you're happy with what you saw tonight thank uh the good lord uh banff man himself jc made sure we came into your houses tonight killed it almost literally uh but if you like what you heard it's that it's that 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 cat right there him him i know him i know him mark bernard and everybody marvelous mark bernard man brought you the news brought you his views made shit askew uh, see you on a cruise <laughs> yes we're going on that cruise don't forget Jane Son Bob's Cruise Askew. Don't forget Clark's open all night. I'm telling you, have you ever spent the night in a haunted movie theater? Well, what the fuck are you waiting for? Spend the night with me at Smodcastle Cinemas. 
January 20th. Three Clerks movies all night long. Gonna be good times and shit. Um, all sorts of events. Tickets at smockcastlecinemas.com. Uh, I guess that's about it, kids. That's all we got. That's all we got, man. For us, Fat Man Beyond for this week. For Fat Man Beyond, uh, I'm Kevin Smith. I'm Mark Bernardin. Tune in next time. Same fat time. Same fat channel. Smogcast.com or YouTube.com slash Kevin Smith. Jeff's kiss, everybody. This has been a Smodco Internet production. Sip only at Smodcast.com.